So we're here talking about solitude and rest, Sabbath, yeah. kind of what does it look like under our rubric of able, this is specifically for attending, sure. attending to the voice and the presence of God. Yeah. I want to just have a few minutes here to talk about what does that look like both from the Bible and then practically in sure. our own lives. So maybe kind of start us off when we are talking about this, thinking about this, kind of what comes to mind for you? Where do sure. you be, kind of begin the conversation, yeah. if you will? Um, one story that pops into mind uh, happened a couple decades decades ago. It was with Dallas Willard, who was, I think at the time, he was the chair of USC's philosophy department. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he was kind of an integral person in a lot of folks' spiritual formation, yeah. particularly in California. Totally. Uh, and John Orberg, who used to be at Menlo Park Prez, um, had a relationship with him. Yeah. I think at that time, he was at Willow Creek. And he called... Uh, Dallas thinking, all right, I'm going to get, I'm going to cram in, you know, an hour's yeah. worth of awesome wisdom from this super insightful guy. He calls him up, you know, he's like, hey, Dallas, how are you doing? You know, and John has a lot going on in his life. Sure. He's busy. And he's like, all right, Dallas, you know, hit me. You know, yeah. What's the wisdom I need? He's looking for advice. He's looking yeah. for it. He's looking for feedback. He's looking for advice. He wants, like us, like he wants some guidance. Totally. And uh, Dallas is sort of known for these famous pauses. Yeah. So there's this like silence. This is over the phone. Over the phone, yeah. Silence on the phone. And then eventually uh, Dallas replies, you know, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. You know, John writes it down and he's like, oh, this is good. Like, I can't wait to get more. Totally. And he's like, what else? And there's another famous Dallas Willard pause. Yeah. And Dallas says to him, you know, there is nothing else. Yeah. I remember reading that story and being like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, nothing else? There's no other to do. There's or, nothing. Yeah. Uh, and yet, the more I've thought about it, and particularly in light of our attend practices, mm-hmm. it's just so clear to me that when I don't slow down yeah. and make space to attend to Jesus in solitude, yeah. in patterns of rest yeah. and withdrawal, I'm not really very good to myself. Totally. Uh, yeah. But also in ministry yeah. and in life and in the kingdom. I get worn out. I get burnt out. Um, it reminds me of one of the stories I often think about is in, in Luke 5, Jesus. All the crowds are coming to Sure. Him. This is early on in his ministry. Yeah. He's getting popularity. Yeah, popularity. You know, the sort of, uh, you know, the grapevine of gossip is spreading. Yeah. This news, everyone's flocking to him. Uh, in Luke 5, it says that Jesus, in the midst of great need, yeah. this is not like, People are just like, hey, can you give me some advice? Totally. Like, serious suffering, yeah. real disease, need. Disease, sickness, yeah, yeah. yeah all I mean, over. Like, parents carrying their kids. I mean, this is real, right? And, and an opportunity to really make a difference. Yeah. So there's great need and great opportunity. And Luke tells us that Jesus with, would withdraw to desolate places yeah. and pray. Totally. And you're like, all right, so if Jesus... Yeah. The Son, of, Son God, of God, yeah, totally, right? <laughs> you know, has patterns of withdrawal, yeah, patterns of slowing to be and be present yeah. to God, to the Father, like, and we're supposed to pattern our life of after him. him, yeah. Maybe I should take that more seriously. Totally, yeah, and that really goes against a lot of our modern culture, totally. right? Of like fast-paced. You know, we often ask each other, how are we doing? And one of the first responses is, I'm so busy. Yeah. Almost kind of like a badge of honor. It's a litmus test totally. of I am worthy. And important, right? Yeah. And it validates yeah. us a little bit. But it's interesting as we're talking about actually following and patterning lives after Jesus, 
this rhythm of rest, solitude, totally. rest is so vital to not only his ministry, yeah. but I even think of too, he's like you are alluding to inviting his followers to that yeah. same pattern. In Mark 3, there's a story where he's, Jesus invites his disciples. He says in Mark chapter 3, come with me to a lonely place. So he's inviting mm-hmm. his followers to do that exact same yeah. thing, to mimic him in those uh, patterns. I just think that's so, not only countercultural, but yeah. like you're saying, life-giving. I yeah. find that personally for myself. Totally. Um, what was, else though? Yeah. Well, when I was in Israel, another story that kind of popped into my mind was it's in Israel, right? And you go to all these famous locations, you okay. go into Jerusalem yeah. and people are like, Whoa, you know, this is where we're going to go to encounter God. Totally. You go to places in Galilee. Oh, Jesus was here. Let's, let's encounter God. The sightseeing. Yeah. The sightseeing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's sort of the like Disneyland sightseeing totally. tour yeah, yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, of the Holy Land. And I remember we talked to rabbis and the rabbis would always say, it was this really interesting experience. They would always say, Oh, you don't go there yeah. to encounter the God, encounter the presence of God. He said, you know, they would always say throughout history, yeah. the prophets, people have always gone into the wilderness. Yeah. They've always left. They've withdrawn totally. from their normal patterns yeah. to encounter God in desolate yeah. places. Totally. It was just a profound example of like, oh, yeah, yeah. If I start thinking back, right, you have Elijah, you have Moses. Moses, burning bush. Yeah, burning bush, yeah. right? You have you have Jesus. Yeah. Before he starts his ministry, right, he goes into the wilderness. He's tempted. Paul, after his conversion, right, he goes into the deserts the of desert Arabia. Arabia. Yeah, totally. Uh, but you, so you have this pattern um, of withdrawal mm-hmm. um, that feels like we've lost. Totally. Because we get caught up in the, Mark Vibernan has this line, the mesmerizing uh, rhythms of our culture. Totally. We get caught up in that, right? Yeah. In Silicon Valley, like... The more and more we study this, like, yeah. like technology, they are really trying yeah. to get us addicted. And totally. their job is to get us on the screen all the time. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we're competing for attention. Attention, yeah. Uh, and I think God is wooing us yeah. into slowness, into solitude, yeah. into Sabbath so that we can be with him. Totally. And I think that totally makes sense. You're talking about just this, the, the grip technology can often have yeah. as being a distraction and how we're calling, God, Jesus is calling us to greater attention to yeah. him through these patterns of often rest and withdrawal. I also think too, kind of big picture, thinking about just how this is built into God's design and God's creation. Yeah. Thinking about just Genesis 1, that God creates the world six days. Yeah. And on the sixth day, right, humanity is created. And so sure. there's this moment where God, is, or God creates humanity in his image, male mm-hmm. and female. But then that very next day, day seven, is a day of rest where yeah. God rests. And Eugene Peterson in one of his books makes this very, I think, well-intended point that the first full day that humanity exists in God's creation is a day of rest. Yeah. So from day six going to that first full yeah. day of day seven. And it's almost as if God is saying like, the way humanity is built, the way humanity is designed in God's image is to begin from this posture of rest begin with this posture of intimacy with god instead of just going out and start doing all these things and building whatever which is all fine and great but we have to be these people like you're saying like the 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 scriptures are saying that are rooted in the presence of god which requires this withdrawal pattern it reminds me of uh when i was working at the group homes uh back in my 20s you know, we work with these teenagers, um, and we'd go often, like their favorite place to go to eat was hometown. Buffet. Oh yeah. It was two for me. There you go. Yeah. Up, yeah. Every, every adolescent male who yeah. wants to just eat ridiculous amounts of food. How much food can I get? After, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, anyway, but they would go in, right? And this is what they would do. They would just load their plate up. Yeah. Just like totally. overflowing. <laughs> I feel like it's a parable for me as I look mm-hmm. back on the way we live life now. Yeah. 
Right. So rather than starting at day seven, yeah. like the beginning is rest in the presence of God. Yeah. We start with an overflowing plate. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, rest. Uh, okay, uh, let me put it on top. Yeah. You know, you grab the little pea and you, you know, I need some greens. You, know, totally. you put it on the very top versus, all right, it starts with rest. How mm-hmm. do I design and arrange my life? Yeah. So that rest is at the center of it. Totally. And then I build around the presence of God. Yeah. Around a restful posture with God, r- rhythms and practices. Totally. Um, one frame I often talk, think about is, are we including God in our life? Mm. Or are we accepting God's invitation yeah. to be included in his? Totally, yeah. Uh, and That's I think good. often we think in terms of how do I add a little God yeah. into my life versus, all right, how is God inviting me into his ministry, in his ministry, his life, his presence? Totally. That's awesome. Yeah, I think about even going back to that Genesis 1 yeah. story, you know, when you read the first six days, each day ends with that refrain, there was morning and evening yeah. on day one, day two, day three. What's interesting is the only day, the only day that does not have that refrain that it was morning and evening is day seven. Hmm. And commentators kind of debate like, what, what's the significance yeah, what's the of that? Things, yeah. But it's often talked about how that's an invitation to this like eternal rest, this hmm. never ending rest in the presence of God, that's which good. is God's design for humanity to be when what you're talking about yeah. in that like long-term eternal abiding resting presence of God. That's God's heart for us. Yeah. It's hard to do that. Maybe yeah. we can talk about kind of what that yeah. practically well, looks like practically, on the ground. Where do you start? Yeah. For me, we've talked a little bit about this, but I think trying to incorporate it as regularly as possible. Yeah. So just starting like real basic level on a daily basis. What yeah. does it look like on a daily basis? Well, for me, for me, it's the, the, the technology piece has really kind of been both a blessing and a curse, sure, if sure. you will. So that's for all of us. For trying to like really yeah. focus in on that. So like for me, like I won't. It's a big thing with a phone, right? So like having moments in the morning where there's no technology. So you're not like in your pillow grabbing. Totally. Your phone yeah. Before so you like. Even your eyes. So there's this yeah. thing called like a real alarm clock, and that like can function as an alarm clock and not your phone. Because yeah. oftentimes, if your phone is your alarm clock, that can just lead to distraction. Yeah. So real simply, like the phone is off until I've had time with prayer and scripture and mm. being in the presence of God. No notifications. So just a daily rhythm. Just a daily rhythm of that. So a daily so like, pattern of withdrawal. It prioritizing yeah. the presence of God with scripture and prayer. Yeah. And then trying to incorporate that in the evening too. So like I've heard people talk about parenting your phone. So like <laughs> when you put your kids to bed at a certain time, yeah. put your phone to bed yeah. at, a, at a certain time and don't look at it and don't yeah. check it till kind of the next cycle in the morning. So that's kind of like a daily-ish sort of thing. And then we've tried to as a family and it's, you know, evolved and changes. We've sure, had sure. kids, yeah. but a weekly sort of rhythm. And mostly that's trying to set aside a day where we're not working, we're not checking email, we're not doing anything that's kind of work related yeah. or, or busyness sort of related errands. We try to set that off to the side even. Yeah. And it's mostly for enjoyment, being with each yeah. other. Um, but again, longer periods of time where we're with each other, within the presence of God, whether yeah. it's a good meal, some close friends, yeah. things like that, that are celebratory. Praying and playing. Totally, yeah, Those yeah. that's a good frame for it. I think just to kind of have those on a daily and weekly, mm-hmm. um, and this it's always harder too, is like we've tried to have more quarterly type things yeah. of like, you know, Shai and I giving us, my wife, giving each other a day fully separate, and that's yeah. harder with kids, but yeah. trying to work towards a little trickier, something yeah. like with that, but we're not for I would say similar, yeah, so the, Certainly the morning pattern. Um, I find walks are helpful. Okay. Yeah. Just like leaving the household environment 
and just going for a walk totally. uh, and not putting earbuds in yeah. and just like <laughs> totally. being present, slowing down. Um, you know, since Jeannie and I have been married, we've done like a Friday Sabbath space okay. and it's changed, right? With yeah. kids, without kids. Totally. Um, but I would say that's like central uh, to my, my health, like mm-hmm. as a follower of Jesus and also as a pastor. Totally. Um, yeah. Like I don't think I, I don't do super well if I don't have yeah. that space. Totally. I'm introverted enough that I need that space just to think yeah. and settle. The process, yeah. Totally. Ruth Haley Barton has this analogy of like uh, imagine a jar with sand in it and mm-hmm. like that's our life and it gets shaken up yeah. with water and sand, right? And then you need like Sabbath time for it to settle, to settle. Okay. and then yeah, the sand yeah. comes down and then you can see clearly. Yeah. Uh, that's how that functions sure. for me. Uh, and then I would say, yeah, quarterly, trying to have a little larger spaces. I would say I'm better, the weekly space is my strength, mm-hmm. then probably the daily, Yeah. and then the quarterly, totally. I, I find that one a little harder to, to look into but or to establish. But I mean, I feel like for all of us, mm-hmm. I would say big picture, right? Daily, yeah. weekly, patterns are super helpful totally. to withdraw yeah. be with jesus and attend right yeah this is why we're talking about right, solitude yeah and sabbath yeah. as a way of saying how do we pray and play with god slow down embrace our creatureliness that we're yeah. not we're not <laughs> almighty yeah, yeah totally um, anyway but yeah. I, it's a good start awesome yeah Sounds good. Totally. Cool, man.